Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Billy Spitfire, Billy Spitfire Unlimited. Hey everybody, it's me, Tony Dudzik. Welcome to the Guitar Knobs podcast. We are thrilled to death you're listening to our show. I want to just get right to it and welcome. Uh, You know, we get... This person is one of the many people that we get from this particular Whoa. area up north. North? We, we've had north. so many great Canadian you mean, builders. You mean Alaska? The great uh, north. Yeah, well, kind of. But you mean the the North Pole? Yeah, the, the Northwest Territory? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So yes. uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, guest. Uh, hi, everybody. My name is Jeff. I am the owner and operator, I guess, of a company called Winnipeg Electrical Company. Where I build guitar pedals. There you go. Uh, adding to the roster of Canadian awesomeness that we've yeah. had on the show. Um, we have. There's we dozens have a of. Lot we of haven't had a single Canadian stinker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pumped to be the first one. <laughs> All right. So, there's, there's, <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance? <laughs> if only. <laughs> uh, no, it, we've we've uh, we always enjoy interviewing our friends to the north. Um, you guys are doing great things up there. Great we, things. We everybody. particularly like the discount for the U.S. dollar. All the people. Thank you. <laughs> I can't say the same. <laughs> yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to first direct you to where you can find information, pictures, and whatnot of Winnipeg Electric. So, Jeff, why don't you direct them there? Uh, You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and uh, TikTok as well, if any listeners out there are on TikTok, at uh, I'm Winnipeg Electrical Co. And then my website is also just winnipegelectricalco.ca. Perfect. Uh, All right. And... And when you get there, you're going to see some cool stuff. And at the end, you're going to say, I need to go back there and get me some cool stuff. Absolutely. Yes, indeed. Um, so get we're going to have a that. great time. It's it's Billy and me and Tony riding uh, uh, solo. Th- well, not solo. Trio. Like the three amigos. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, we got uh, Jared, Jared uh, wasn't able to make it tonight. Uh, busy with, with uh, Tennessee affairs and whatnot. Um, so I know Tony where I your head's going with that, but I, with my yeah. So we're gonna get on with. Uh, we need to say thanks to a few people. That's right, Todd. We like to thank Road. That's right, Road Mics are supplying our awesome gear. Tony, what are we speaking into right now? We are speaking into Procaster. Pod microphonos. Yeah, well, and, and such. And we also have the Roadcaster Pro. Well, this is the console, the version one, because um, it's still awesome. You know, version two. How about how about articulating arms and the articulating arms we and all kinds those. of good stuff? And we're just grateful that they uh, supplied that for us and uh, keeping the good sounds coming to you. And they work week. every time. All right, we're going to get on with this. We're going to find out what's going on in our music world this week. We're going to start out with Tanya Bolonsky over across the street from me right now. Then we're going to check in with Jeff. Okay, Todd. So it never fails. Every time the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame announces its (laughs) potential inductees, I just, I realize 
how many of the artists who refuse to participate in the induction ceremonies end up winning. No, they're the wisest of wisest oh. of people. Yeah, so they don't have to do the crazy jam at the end. <laughs> yeah, probably <laughs> the free jam. I'm sure they they don't get compensated for that. So okay, I, I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna sound um, lay it on us. I'm just gonna say it. Just say it. Country music has its own hall of fame. It does. Last year they inducted Dolly Parton into it. Yeah, which seems like last week. Well, it was actually last year. I know. This year, they've got Willie Nelson. Now, I love Willie Nelson. But For the he, Rock and Roll Hall of in Fame? In the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The, these are the potentials. Everybody has to vote on this, oh. on this list. And, I mean... Mm. No. Well, what are you going to do? I mean, it's, they, they've really stretched the definition of rock and roll, in my opinion. Well, they've ruined it, really. Well, yeah. I mean, it's... They, let's just call R&B, it what it is. R&B is not rock and roll. Well, I mean, country music's not rock and roll. What about are they going to do Stevie Ray Vaughan? Is he in there? I think he's already inducted. Um, but if I can see that with Willie. I don't know Stevie. It's like eh. a whole flavor there. Yeah, maybe someday Lyle love it. I don't know. What? He's not Billy, gonna, he's Billy, not gonna, he's not going to fit Billy. the country music. I don't know. No. Well, anyhow, let me just read How? you. How? All right. Th- this is this year's. This is this year's list of the potential inductees that people yes. vote on. Yes. Okay. Do it. So we talked about Willie Nelson, Kate Bush. Sure. Uh, I mean, Missy I guess Elliott. So. Really? I don't know. No. George Michael. Okay. Maybe. Cheryl Crow. Yeah, 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 you can yeah, go yeah. there, yeah. No. A Tribe Called Quest. No. no. Uh, Iron Maiden. Hell yes. yeah. Uh, and this is the one that, that, that really irritated me the most. It shaft your hide? And yeah. They didn't, they didn't put Link Ray in there, right? He's, he's passed I don't even know if he's, if he's made it. Okay. They grouped Joy Division and New Order as one band. And it's not... One band. No, it's Joy Division. Not at all. I mean, New Order is basically Joy Division without Ian Curtis. Yeah, but they're two different bands. Yeah, and yet they group them together as if it were one band. Okay, which is hilarious. Yeah. So I don't know. Huh. And then huh. Cindy Lauper, Rage. Well, you could say, hang on a second. You could make that argument, maybe for ACDC, different singer. Yeah, different songs. Yeah, yeah. But Just saying, but they kept the same band name. They same did. Name. But other than that, it's the same exact situation. Yeah. Well, anyhow, mm. curious. So, uh, mm. Cindy Lauper. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. 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 Girls, yeah. girls yeah. just want to have sure. fun, you know. Two Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. 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 Cool. Soundgarden. Hell yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Spinners. Yeah, they're R and B sort of. Yeah. The White Stripes. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh-huh. And Warren Zevon, hell, hell yeah. And the band isn't already in? Uh, the band is probably already in, huh. I would think. I don't know. So anyhow. I they do th- him th- separately. Well, I guess he did do some songs separately. Yeah, he was Who? a producer and all kinds of stuff, yeah, too. right. Who, Warren? Right. Yeah. Warren. Yeah. I get it. Okay. Well, he yeah. wasn't in the band. When, who am I thinking of? You're thinking of Robbie Robertson. The, the old guys are fighting. No, it's Zevon. Who is the drummer like in the band? watching your parents fight. That was, uh, that's not, it's not, it's, I uh, think mommy might oh. win. Oh, uh, Leon Helm. Oh, Leon Dad, Helm. Daddy okay, okay. I'm so sorry. Levon. Okay, Levon. clap your hands and you might want to uh, cover up my idiot. She's bailing. 
So okay. Anyhow. Now I'm going to make be made fun of. <laughs> All right. And I'm not even asleep yet. <laughs> okay. I, I just, I mean, so there you go. It's a mess. It, and it's, it's the same thing every year. Yeah. I mean, they finally uh, let Cheap Trick in. Okay, they 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 deserved uh, it. I mean, but you know, some of the hmm. stuff I, I just don't get it. And is it to just make people want uh, pe- these fans go to the Rock Hall and check know. things out? I don't know. Do you think uh, we're ever going to be in the Hall of Fame? What, do you, what about you, Todd? No. You got a hot band? No. Thanks, but oh, no. Okay. All right. <laughs> Maybe if we start a podcast Hall of Fame. Okay. Maybe. Uh, podcast <laughs> Hall of Fame. <laughs> Yeah. Anyhow, it's literally just a hallway. Uh, That's what ruined my week this week. Oh man, <laughs> that's terrible. Jeff, can you bring us out of this yeah. quagmire yeah, of, right. of <laughs> quagmire? Yeah. So, a um, couple days ago, I had to shoot some video for a new pedal that I released, uh, and to do that this time, I set up my amp for the first time in almost three years. Oh, wow. And this is going to be such a like lukewarm take, but it was like. I had forgotten kind of what it felt like to play through a real amp. I've been doing amp sims, mm. like not almost exclusively, exclusively for uh, verging on three years now. No. Uh, and I mm. enjoy that well enough. I've gotten to like experiment with a lot of really cool sounds. What, it, what, uh, it, what system are you using? Uh, so I've gone through a bunch of different hardware ones. Like I've had at this point, I've had, two iridiums mm-hmm. uh i've had an hx stomp uh i didn't have a, a like a real simplifier but i had one of those weird chinese clones of the simplifier okay that sounded legit enough that it made me assume that it was a legit clone uh and then in addition to that i picked myself up uh a copy of helix native and then also i'm using some neural dsp the Corey Wong uh, plugin. Oh yeah, okay. As well, which I, of all of them, I think that one is my favorite. Uh, the Strymon Iridium is for sure the best hardware one that I have tried, just for my purposes. I like a really kind of clean Fendery sound. So being able to just like set the uh, the Fender model low low gain and then be able to play around with the, uh, the impulse responses to Uh get kind of different cabinet combinations. That was, um, it was a lot of fun experimenting with, uh, with amplis setups, but, uh, I have a, one of the, or like original nineties, uh, Fender blues deluxes, which is a like 40 watt tube combo, one twelve. Uh, I, anything above two is shaking the walls. (laughs) Yeah. And I made sure that no one was uh, in the unit above me right now. I live in an absolutely <laughs> ancient house with zero sound isolation. Oh, boy. Um, and it was just like, I had, yeah, I started playing and had this moment of like, oh, this is, uh, this feels good. <laughs> this, is, this is what it's, it's supposed to sound like. It's nice to make your knees buckle a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. Yeah. I had to get rid of mine for that very reason because I was like, it was just, Zero and then it was like nothing, and then at two it was, yeah, it was deafening. Yeah. And I know that I you can do things to, to right. fix that, but I was like, man, I'm not gonna. You could have bought an ox, yeah, or two, mm-hmm. or two, yeah. <laughs> so uh, your experience with that was good, yes, 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 very good. I don't know when I will have the chance to do it again, uh, but uh, I guess no one's living in the up there for now. 
Yeah. But uh, yeah. Well, you know, uh, on that note of not amps, uh, you know, we just had Blackstar on and who put out the amped one. And then as soon as we had them on, we got a little note. And it's like, uh, hey, we're releasing these. Uh, and uh, now they have the amped two and amped three. I thought it was amp head. No, I'm pretty sure it's amped. <laughs> but anyways, uh, uh, though, I, so with the amped one, I really like it. I like using it. I am very pleased with it. It takes, yeah. it's taken the pedal well through the loop. You can't, don't go straight in. You got to use the loop. Mm. Um, but it's great for, uh, I'm, I'm setting up all kinds of new demos for uh, one minute wonders and stuff. And it sounds good. The, the, the amp, or sorry, the cab sim software is really solid. Yeah. It's really, mm. really good. And I'm very, very pleased with it. It's kind of a trip because I, uh, having the, the Torpedo X and that, like how they are different and similar is interesting. I mean, obviously the Torpedo Captor X isn't an amp itself, but has the cab software to to uh, go straight in. The difference is, and this was something that I thought was really unique, on the Captor X, there is a, uh, it's like a plug-in that you use for uh, to, to bring it into Logic, and so and that's like a cool. Direct connection. It, well, it you you have the you have the software loaded on the computer. Then when you load up, uh, then you have to upload that. But when you when you load your uh, Logic in your channel, just like you would turn on like an EQ or something like that, you turn on that cab sim. Oh, but hmm. the amped the Blackstar amped you actually select um, the input, which is kind of nice. So it already takes the cab sim for the input. So it's not, a, it's not another plug-in. It, it, it works directly with the, uh, the actual amp pedal. It, anyways, yeah. it is really cool. Cool. Uh, highly, I, I really do recommend checking those out. Um, and just for clarification, the amp 2 and amp 3 which uh, I believe we're going to be discussing on the show uh, sometime soon, but the short, short, short version of that is the Amped 2 is basically the Amped 1, except with modulation, reverb, and delay. Oh, so it's like mm. an all-in-one. It's, 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 you take that to a gig, you're good to go, wow. essentially. Wow. And then the Amped 3 is um, a, essentially a two-channel amp with a boost. So it's... Uh, Foot control, so three foot controls as you select uh, your your gain stage, your your clean and, and or a boost. I believe I'm pretty sure if by memory that's that's where we're at. So really exciting stuff there, and um, it sounds sounds great. I, I really am enjoying it. So um, something to be said for those things, especially moving forward and people yeah. in smaller places and playing late nights and everything. No, it's still really convenient. The amp too. Also, it, you plug that into a cabinet as yeah, well. Or all can, yeah. Cause so it's, it's like there. a 40 watt amp with, wow. No, it's hundred watt. Oh, hundred watt. That's right. That was a hundred, uh, a hundred, uh, 125 and one or 20, 120 and one. I think it's hundred, hundred, hundred watts, 20 watts and one watt. Okay. Anyways. And that's really only applicable if you're plugging into a cabinet. Right. Otherwise, it just is. It's just like a line on. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, super cool stuff, Billy. Well, I have some exciting news. Oh, good. So, uh, 
My uh, punk band Mathematics is playing the A and R bar. Yes. On Saturday. Amen. We're head we're headliner for a uh, punk versus metal show. So there's six <laughs> bands, three metal bands, three punk bands. And, six um, bands yeah. enter. Yeah, and, this, and, this, and this is like the uh, this is like the um, it's one of the Promo West yeah, facilities. That's where we played with yeah. Starcrawler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've played the basement, which is downstairs from this this place, the A and R, and then now we're playing the A and R bar, and then hopefully our next step will be either the Newport Promo, or yeah. the Kemba Live. So, yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, so. I added um, because we are, have re- uh, we are soon to be releasing a new album mm-hmm. and some new songs and one of them was a tribute to um, a guy here who that used to play guitar for the Flying Saucers. He passed away a few months ago or about a year ago. And um, anyway, it's a rocket. He was a rockabilly player. Right. So I have added now onto my pedal board, Todd, for our live performance. A uh, an old Ibanez analog delay, which oh. is basically an echo. It's like it's just like an echo pedal. Yeah. Um. Uh, very the, the old pink school. One, yeah. No, this one's black with some um, kind of reddish, purplish. Hmm. Um, so one okay. of the Sound Tank series. It's like real old. Okay. Like, this is like hmm. late seventies stuff. Okay. Yeah. So not like the boss no, style with the this with is the like metal. A, it's like a it's like a oh, it's a bi- it's okay. like a big it's in a big enclosure okay. that's kind of like a oh, oh gosh I, I don't even know how to describe I it. I got you. Yeah. I'm tracking. It's a metal you know it's a big metal box. Yeah. <laughs> and anyway, so I've added that plus a Univibe pedal. Whoa. Uh, okay, and then also I just got. In the mail this week from Bardic Audio. Yeah. I got a, um, it's basically a, a version of the Advantage Dirty Boost. Right. But it's called, he called it, called it the Punk Bard. Oh, the, the One punk Knob. Bard. Yes. But it's one knob. Yeah. It's one button, one knob. You crank it up and it's like, kind of like, you know, it screams this, you know, shrill, uh, trouble boosty kind of a punk sound. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so, so be, that's you're, added you're on to my on, Oh, you're going to be on the metal side then? <clears throat> I'm going to make all the metal guys go, oh, wait a minute. Punk guys aren't <laughs> supposed to play solos that, that are cool. You know, that's too many notes. So that's my goal. Uh, I nice. I want to get, get offers from all the bands. Yes, they want to buy that. Well, they want a piece of Billy Spitfire. Who doesn't? That's, you know, right. <laughs> But I'll, I get yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm tracking. That's my that's my vibe this week. Cool. Yeah. All right. I have a little bit of show and tell. Hang on. Hey, Todd. What about you? Oh, brother. Ah, show and tell. How is anybody going to be able to see this? I what? have here. I'm going to put this back. I'm is that oh, your new keyboard? I'm going to start going. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I have here. This is where we say ooh and ah. To ooh and ah. Oh, this ooh. is your vocoder. Yes, this is my giant ah. vocoder. No, I've got a I've got a big black bag. <laughs> Uh, and Whoa. in this my black bag, uh, I'm, I'm uh, unzipping. Uh, Anticipation uh, is killing me. Yeah. Uh, 
Oh, this is so much better on video. Yeah, you like that? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Todd. I'm working on it, man. This is, this Jeez, you is, think, yeah, could you be reason prepared? they killed the radio star. Yes, yeah. indeed. Okay, mm. this Whoa. is a new pedal board that I got. Oh, my God. It's super duper light. Freaking A. It's a great size because it's not too square and it's not yeah. too long. It's a 12 by 22, I believe. Yeah, that oh yeah, right. this fits right in the like the uh, uh, overhead bin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. this this it fit would. right in my pedal board. Yeah, and my it box. would, and my it's box. got uh, it's it's got a enclosed bottom. The whole thing's metal, and it's got a enclosed bottom where uh, you it? put your power supply your power supply there, and um, stuff in the bottom. It's I, I oh, couldn't believe it. I, how it's a it's a nice board. I'm I'm excited about who this. is the manufacturer of this board. Well, I got this, so I was looking around because right now I'm I'm I had a bigger board and I was having problems with it. So I'm like, man, I just got to get down to my um, bare necessities. Uh, I have a pedal train, uh, oh. a twenty, like a two foot long pedal train or something like that, or eighteen. I can't remember what it is, but it's pretty small and it was working. But I'm like, man, I I need to add a couple things, but I, I yeah, don't have room. Yeah. And I don't, I didn't want a big giant thing and I couldn't spend like a crap ton on it and everything. So uh, I was just checking out on Amazon and this is a Goko. Goko! Goko. It is a 22 by 12.5 or 12.6. I don't know what 0. 0.6 is, but um, anybody want to guess how much that was? Uh, forty nine ninety five. Sixty five bucks. Wow. Sixty five yeah, bucks nice. for that board and this case and the case. Check oh. out the case, dude. Oh, that's way cool. This is like a nice pad. It's better than the pedal train one. It's pretty nice. Oh, wow. sixty five bucks. Yeah. Every other pedal board that I looked at was like a hundred and fifty to three hundred. It was crazy. It's got the Velcro right here. It's got nice. all the Velcro. Can I have a piece of this? Can I cut a piece <laughs> of this off? I need one for the, my new pedal. <laughs> I really do. I couldn't yeah, find my Yeah, can we Velcro do it after the show, though? That'd be great. Okay. Okay. But, you know, kids, Billy, kids Billy, buy, extra Vel- buy extra Velcro when you go to the hardware oh, yeah. store. So yeah. anyways, okay. um, All right. I, it's a Comes killer deal, man. This new pedal board is missing one thing. What is, what is that? Well, that is the tour gear cables that I'm going to need. To, to populate this board. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So I can't wait to do that. Um, I did that with I am my board have to get some more. new pedals, too. Yeah. It's all tour gear. It's all patchy. Yeah, when you, you get know, it hooked thing. up, you're like, man, this is the yeah. way to go. They're yeah. beautiful. They're yeah. flat. They're sexy. These are yeah. sexy cables. Yeah. Yeah, they are. And, and they're uh, solid, like the, uh, you know. Yeah. The quarter inch pieces, oh, yeah. they all like they're all really heavy duty. Yeah. They, they don't they like do. they don't like dent and warp and bend. And and they're not snap huge. Hey, break. I'm gonna I'm gonna give they're you great. one more tip. Yeah, when you go to the Tour Gear Designs website and you place your order, yes, sir. There's a little box that says coupon code. Yes. Type in the guitar knobs. All one word. All one word. Okay. All lowercase. Will I save ten percent? You'll save ten percent. You're you're one step ahead of me, aren't you? I am. You can go to tourgeardesigns.com forward slash the guitar knobs, or you could just go to tourgeardesigns.com. Either one is going to work, and it's going to get you that discount as soon as you put it in. But you're going to get some fantastic cables shipped pretty dang quick too. That's PDQ. 
PDQ. <laughs> yeah, All right. Cool. Thank you so much to Tour Gear Designs for sponsoring our four on the floor. Billy? Let me get a little bit of this. Thanks, Billy. Oh, one, two, one, two, three, four on the floor. Winnipeg Electrical Co. Yeah. Jeff Grower, give us your Hello. four on the floor. All right. So, number one is a classic that we all know and love, but I'm putting a twist on it. It is the Boss Metal Zone, but it's modded. So, uh, like, one of my early, um, like, forays into doing my own pedal stuff was uh, finding a PDF copy of the uh, book on pedal pedal modifications that uh, Brian Wampler wrote. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ages and ages ago. Um, And then you know, getting my hands on any and all boss pedal that I could. And I think this one that I have here, I think I got it for like 10 bucks. Uh, and that was like, I feel like the metal zone has gone through phases where it was seen as a cheap, awful pedal that nobody wanted. And now it's a, meme. it's called status. Yeah. I guess that, that, that is what it is. It's called status, but I will say that, uh, modding it takes it from, being a cult pedal to being like a legitimately good distortion pedal. Um, for a long time, it was the only drive pedal that I had on my board, um, which is, I guess, maybe contrary to me saying earlier that I like really clean fendery sounds because that's most of what I play. But every now and then you want something, you want a distortion, you want a nice like searing lead. And the boss metal zone is great for that. Modding it, um, it, uh, I think that the common phrase that gets thrown around with it is a can of bees. Oh, uh, oh modding yes. it gets rid of that. So, like, you always hear about that or any like harshness in the high end and uh, being able to change the tone of it to get rid of that. Uh, it also gives it a uh, the distortion a bit of a smoother crunch. Uh, depending on what clipping diodes you put in. I think I have LEDs in mine Mm -hmm. right now. So it gives it more of like a natural tube sound-ish. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Interesting. Have you done any of of the other uh, mods in that that book? Uh, I've done a lot of the boss pedal ones. So like uh, for a while I was using like a modded uh cs3 um i have uh what else are the other ones blues driver was a common one Mm -hmm. i did a mod for a guy uh the what's the overdrive od3 okay it's yellow but it's not the sd1 and it's only got three knobs yeah i think it's the od3 i did that that was a service that i offered for a little bit was uh modding hmm. pedals in the local music scene. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. What's uh, number two? Hmm. Number two from a, another fellow Canadian builder is the Dr. Scientist Dusk, okay. which is a low-pass envelope filter? Envelope filter? Envelope filter. Um, so I don't know if anyone else has noticed this trend where it seems like wah pedals aren't really cool anymore and people are using filter pedals instead. Uh-huh. Um, uh, the Dr. Scientist Dusk, I got it because I wanted to be able to do that like kind of funky envelope sound. And 
it has a bunch of other features in it that I didn't know that I needed. Um, it's got like a manual mode where you can trigger momentary sweeps with the extra foot switch. Uh, and then the filter mod uh, setting with like an internal LFO, there's like six different uh, waveforms you can choose from. And you can just like tap a tempo in. Uh, it's MIDI syncable as well. So if you, it's great for uh, like, say you have a synth that has a sequencer mode. You can just plug it right in and the filter mod will sync right up. And then it's got presets too, which is like, I didn't know I needed presets for a filter pedal until I got a filter pedal with presets. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like uh, toilet paper with a hole in it. Well, what's this for? <laughs> oh, sweet. I can put it on a, on a rolling thing. A spindle. A spinny thing. Yeah. Cool. What's number three? Number three is the Ibanez CS9 Stereo Chorus. Uh, so I love Chorus. Chorus is one of my favorite effects. Um, the CS9 is my favorite of the ones I've tried. From what I understand, it's uh, it's a similar circuit to the Boss CE2. Um, and I got to compare my vintage CS9 with uh, another vintage CE2 a few years back, and I was surprised at how much I liked the CS9 better. Really? Um, it's uh, It has just more like depth and lushness to the effect. Um, and from what I remember, just comparing the vintage models, uh, the knobs on the Ibanez have a bit more of a range. And then in addition to that, it has stereo outputs. So um, I think it's not like true stereo or anything, but it's uh, it's like splitting the signal and then inverting the phase. So it just sounds like stupid wide. Hmm. Uh, I'm always a little disappointed when I try out a chorus pedal and it's stereo and it's just like a wet dry. I know some people are into that. I am not. So anytime I set up a uh, stereo chain, that uh, Ibanez CS9 is always at the front. If uh, you like uh, Boss CE2 type sounds and have not tried it, I highly recommend trying it out. Cool. And that's when you're talking about a, a true stereo setup. That's kind of that swirling thing. If you ran it through two amps, it would swirl from one amp to the other and the, the, the chorus signal, correct? Yeah. Like, I, mm, I don't know if I know enough about it to be able to adequately explain it without possibly making people listening mad. I just know that, <laughs> like, it, it does widen the signal. Okay. When you're when you're uh, have it running in stereo, it's not like um, it's not like you just get like a duplicate of a mono signal or like I mentioned before, having suddenly your your dry is in one channel and your wet is in the other channel. Right. Well, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Neato. Very cool. All right. What's uh, number four? Number four. I'm gonna go with the Boss DD500. Uh, it's, I don't, I don't want to start any fights here, but I do believe it is still like one of the most powerful big box delays on the market. Them just in terms words. of like, it's, yeah, <laughs> no, it's, um, there are like, so there's, there's a bunch of different modes. There's subtypes for each mode. There is a crazy amount of routing options. You can have up to four 
delays running in series or parallel, different configurations. There's a really powerful EQ section. And then my favorite part was the, uh, the automation parameters that you could do. So you can, Hmm. you can use it to trigger all sorts of like really fun stuff. You can do kind of chase bliss style ramping. I had a patch where, uh, I was turning my, it was using the extra foot switch to turn my dry signal off and on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the coolest thing I figured out you could do is uh, you could use the automation to sweep the Leg delay Johnny. subdivisions. Oh, so close. I, I almost got it in clean. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Um, sorry. Um, yeah, the coolest thing I found that you could do was uh, sweep the delay note subdivisions on uh the mode so that if you think about that is essentially what the chase bliss audio therme does is it's rather than gliding between a delay time uh and you get the like smooth pitch glide it's jumping for to like between specific delay times if that makes sense is that making sense at all Yes, but I also saw that meme of uh, Julia Roberts looking at the math problems floating <laughs> at <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm getting a bit of that. I, I feel like uh, the meme of Charlie in the map or yeah. the, the, in the mailroom trying to explain this. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you could basically, like, you can make your own, like, pitch sequencer, like analog delay pitch sequencer with it. You can have it jump between delay note subdivisions. You can have it sweep between all the different subdivisions. And then you can also tie that to the tap tempo. Um, now, did the, how long did it take you to, like, really learn how to use this thing? Um, I mean, I'd be lying if I said it didn't take a while. But it's also, like, once you kind of figure out the different menus, because it's got that little screen mm-hmm. and it's like a... Um, just, just like a little LCD screen. They had to do something um, with all those old Nokia phones that they didn't sell. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Um, once you kind of figure out where the different menus are, it's not that bad. Okay. Uh, and there's a whole sections of it. Like if you don't want to mess with any of the like hundred different settings of EQ options, you don't have to, it's all like when you scroll down, it's just at the very bottom. So just don't scroll down there. You're fine. Um, there is a software <laughs> editor, uh, which I, I always found it kind of a hindrance to have to like take the unit off of my board, plug it into my computer, edit patches there. Yeah. So I never used it. I just got good at like flipping through everything on the pedal itself. Hmm. Um, now yeah. you, you have the HX stomp too, right? I used to. Used to. I still okay. have Helix native on my computer that I use fairly oh, frequently. Okay, so let's from from a Helix standpoint, um, and, and we'll say for you know comparison to HX Stomp, um, uh, if where do you on on a scale of one to five, being five being super complicated and arguably not worth it, where do you put the HX Stomp and this pedal? Um. Maybe I should go to one to ten. Is that easier? Well, I think I can. I don't know if it's if it's better to rank, give them like numerical values. I think 
I I only had the HX stomp for about a month. I didn't love the user interface personally. Okay. Um, this was like two years ago now too. So I think they've since made some updates to it mm-hmm. that have made it a bit better. Um, the DD500 has a simplicity to it since it's like, it's just that like a little LCD thing. There's only so many things you can display on it. Um, that said, I think uh, the HX Stomp was like it was still decently easy to kind of fly through the presets and be able to tweak from there. Um, the DD500 has more just like tactile things to move and play with. Yeah, on the pedal, more more knobs to be able to physically uh, interact with, which I think gives it a leg up. Um, but I think with a lot of these things, they always, uh, to a certain degree, they're as complicated as you, the user, want them to be, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I gotcha, I gotcha. There's uh, still sort of a, an analogness about the DD500, maybe more yeah. so than the, than the Stomp. I was just mm-hmm. curious. Um, and uh, we're... <laughs> Billy was thirsty, so he needed to get some. I thought he, I thought he got a what container that, of, of potato <laughs> milk. Broth. What is this? <laughs> Chicken broth. This is uh, from Pacific Foods. Hemp plant-based beverage. Original unsweetened hemp milk. Good luck with that. Hemp milk. All right. So uh, uh, there's a segue. Thanks for your four on the floor, everybody. Uh, specifically you, Jeff. Um uh, yes. You know, it's, so I have that, a question. Yeah. You, you talked about envelope versus wah. And so yeah. is, is your envelope, is that on a, on a, on an expression pedal or, or variable uh, on the fly? Uh, no, I don't have an expression You're pedal. It. It's, it's okay. on my list. I would like to get one. Okay. Cause especially on the, on the dusk, that's what the manual mode is, is it's just like, there's a filter knob and it sits wherever you put the knob mm. oh, or okay. you can plug okay. in the expression pedal and then yeah, it functions okay. like that. But it's a different, it's like, it's a different sound Yeah, where it like was the more bandpass filter. Okay. So this is okay. But you're setting it and leaving it. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Cool. Or set it, forget it. Yeah. Yeah. Either gotcha. one, you can go either one with that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that was very enlightening. And as per usual, we got hip to some pedals some that stuff. we haven't heard uh, mentioned before on the show. Um, nice. Which was really cool. Actually, I don't think any of those have been mentioned. Come to think um, of it, those are all those are all freshies. I remember uh, the episode with that you had with Scott from Montreal Assembly. I think he had the metal zone. In his oh, I was forgetting the metal zone actually. If yeah, I no, if you're I right. Well, that's actually been on many times. For yeah. some reason, I was still in the dusk uh, CE and uh, DD500 line, so forgot about the yeah. So those ones are all new, but the Good. old metal zone still makes its way back on every Mod- now and again. Modded especially, yeah, specifically yeah, by key. Winnipeg Electron. There you go, Electri- Winnipeg Electron. No, Winnipeg Electric Co. It's a nuclear plant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isotopes. There you go. Heavy water. <laughs> All right. 
That's what he's drinking, I think. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> anyways. Oh, Billy. <laughs> I, I don't know how to get me out of it. Restart me, Gramps. Let's, let's, Let me get a little bit of this. <laughs> yeah, all right. Let's get on with our business of the interview portion of the show. We're there excited to talk to Jeff today because we've got... Um, Two of his pedals he uh, sent down to us to play with. Um, this, I think, for some reason, man, you really um, ignited people's likeness for this this uh, pink pedal here, which is the fuzz pedal. Yeah. Uh, there's something about the, the graphics on this that everybody's <laughs> like, that's awesome, I want it. <laughs> I, I remember doing that. I think I actually sent you a notice that I, I love the design of this pedal. Yeah. So do you have any context for what the design is? Well, to me, it looks like it might be like a school book kind of cover, like a like a notes book, like a notebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that I mean, it's it's kind of all there on it. It's it's 32 pages lined. Mm -hmm. Um. So what it is is uh, it's this this company that has sold these notebooks. They come in a pack of four. There's what pink, blue, green, and yellow. Mm -hmm. And as far as I understand it, I was I was I was doing some research because I was anticipating this question. <sighs> I was trying to figure out when this company started making them. I want to say it was sometime in the fifties. So they've been a true staple in Canadian schools for uh, possibly 70 years now. Wow. Um, and, and they're still going? They still use them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I can I can go down to Staples and buy a pack right now if I want. Um, it's – but the, it's, it's limiting a little bit because they're only – like they make different uh, like paper types, but they're all about 32 pages long as it says on the pedal. Um, so that you, you would use them more in like, you know, grades one to four doing spelling and basic math and stuff like that. Um, so it, it kind of works as this like nostalgic anchor point where it reminds you of your elementary school years and everything that goes along with when you were in elementary school, but it's. <laughs> It, because it's been such a staple for so long, it's like uh, the 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 uniqueness or like what am I trying to say here? For like every person who looks at it, it'll mean something slightly different depending on when they were in elementary school and they used those notebooks. If that makes sense, yeah, um, there, it's I totally understand. In fact, there's there's a couple things that all of us here in the states are probably and well wherever you're listening you probably have some uh piece of school gear that that uh, mm -hmm. you're immediately thought of i know i think I like uh in the u.s you have those like composition notebooks composition yeah, the notebooks, black, the black field notes I think, is one yeah stuff like that but i was thinking of the peachy folder I was thinking of Friday pizza days. Yeah. Well, that's about right. <laughs> I think about school every yeah. Friday yeah. when I smell pizza. <laughs> uh, so anyways, 
the different colors do they designate Just anything? Is that gonna tiny. is that Just gonna man. make its way into uh, your pedal line? Yeah. So that was uh, when I originally started doing them. I I knew that it would be fun to do them in different colors. So I was doing this fuzz circuit in different colors, and it was confusing trying to keep track of who was getting which one sometimes. Um, but I was I was having fun with it uh doing like I, I did reverse colors for a little bit where i was at the i had like black enclosures and i was printing either light blue or pink ink on the design um i did try to print a black on black one and it didn't quite work and i gotta i gotta work on that mm, black on black is always cool that would be that would be a cool special edition but um i it was like shockingly far into me doing this when I like had kind of the inspiration that I could be doing a different circuit for each color. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm in the process of expanding the lineup, so to speak with different uh, pedals or different circuits uh, sort of corresponding to the color of the enclosure. So uh, just a couple days ago, I released the Tube Screamer variant of uh, oh. in the same design. It's in a green enclosure. Um, I up next, I'm working on a rat design that's going to be in a black enclosure with a white yeah. uh, printed design, there and then go. after that, I'm going to be doing a, a Boss HM2 inspired design in an orange mm. enclosure, and so I'm. Like I can, I can, I'm not limited to just the, the four original colors. I think it w it's, it's a lot of fun to think of, you know, all the different variations I can do. I had the thought that I could do like a gold and silver clon yeah. type circuit in them. You could do a lavender one for the delay. Yeah. That you, that you were just talking about, you know, the CE9, mm -hmm. that's a lavender, right? It's sort of like a, it's a purple, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's this really nice, like, not really a pastel, but maybe it's a peri it's a, periwinkle, periwinkle, mm -hmm. yeah, something be. like that. A, a little I think I saw in a video once where Josh Scott said that he like. I don't remember if he said that it's his favorite chorus or if he just liked the color on it. That he color matched it for one of his chorus pedals. Yeah, I, I don't remember that. which one. Um, Anyways. Well, so let's uh, now. What was the genesis of this? Uh, so it's not like a normal fuzz. Uh, fuzz is sort of a, I would say maybe a loose term for at least how we interpret it. <laughs> well, so it's uh, it's based on the Zvex Fuzz Factory, um, and when I originally started doing them, they were just like straight Fuzz Factory clones. Or eventually, I started doing. Uh, Fat Fuzz Factory clones, um, and the the idea behind doing the lineup was that I wanted to do kind of my version of these circuits. Uh, so, with I I, I didn't want to just keep making versions of other people's stuff or like straight copies of other people's stuff. So sure. I added in. Um, uh, that body control instead of uh, kind of inspired by the the Fuzz Factory, I think it's the 7, Fuzz Factory 7, where there's a rotary switch 
to select between different values of a capacitor inside. Uh, whereas I have just like a blend control to blend in one big capacitor. Gotcha. To get that, that same amount of low end and then adding in the tone control as well with the tube screamer. I have, um, uh, a clipping, uh, toggle and then an extra control to, uh, add in extra treble. If you, so choose. Gotcha. Now, your t- what you're calling tone control is that that's actually a, a low pass uh, filter. Yes, yes, it is. It's uh, the same as the rat style tone okay. control. Yeah, and then it's it's something I'm still working on. But for the rat variant that I am working on, I'm going to be doing more of a, I think more of a big muff style uh, tone control on that. I'm still tweaking it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not finalized. I might go back mm-hmm. to the original design. I don't know if that's sacrilege putting a a completely different tone stack in a rat, but I might do it because no, uh, there's idea. there's yeah. a lot of rat clones out there. Yeah, and I might as well do something a little bit different. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. So mm-hmm. um, now. Uh, the who who's gonna like this pedal? Who who who'd you build this pedal for? Um, and, and I mean, for, let me let me qualify that. I mean, um, for I guess whatever kind of music you're making. Uh, I mean, it's kind of all over. Okay. With the 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 fuzz specifically, like it's. I mean, it shouldn't be surprising for a. a a pedal with seven knobs can cover a wide range of sounds, but it, it really can. Yeah. Um, I think I had one customer, uh, he was talking about how he wanted to use it in his drone project, which would be great for that because there's the, the stab control specifically produces a lot of, uh, you know, fun drone <laughs> sounds that can get, a little bit hairy if you let them, but you can also dial them back and manipulate them in some really fun ways as well. Well, let's let's talk about that for a second because the stab. I remember, like you know, I played that and I said I, I just wanted to check and make sure that I was yeah. understanding it correctly. And uh, because I was using the stab kind of like on its own, I think I had the gate all the way down, mm-hmm. um, and the stab was emitting these, you know pretty gnarly frequencies and i was like you know just want to make sure that you're like oh no that's not what it's supposed to do or <laughs> or it said nope that's exactly what it's supposed to do and yeah. you control that with the if i'm if i'm correct still the uh the body and the gate is that correct or is it the compressor uh, and the gate? yeah 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 so you can use you can use the gate uh it's it's such a weird control because it will change how all of the other knobs work. Yeah. Um, so you can use you can use the gate to kind of cut off the uh, the squealing that happens, but then you can also use the body or the drive to control the pitch of them as well. And with the body, you can get it really low to the point where it's like almost a, just a clicking. But uh, I know. Um, Who's the guy from Muse? Matt Bellamy. He always has fuzz factories in his guitars. Okay. And he has a bunch of the knobs uh, mounted on the outside so that he can 
manipulate them and like change the pitch of them as he's playing. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, that was an interesting uh, experience. And I think (laughs) this something else that I I will say that like playing it out of the Marshall versus um, the Supra was a that was a completely different sound. Um, mm. which I mean, granted, those are two, you know, very different amps, but how the pedal reacted with those two was also really, really different. The Supro really responded to, um, I think the bass frequencies in this and the, and the body, that's where it was like the body just like just mm-hmm. whelped up. It was like, it got really, really thick. Um, and I didn't think that the, that the stab uh, knob was quite as um, unruly as when I played it with the Marshall. With the Marshall, it was like it, it was it, it it was very present, and so then I had to really uh, you know kind of say, oh, what can I do with this? So yeah, there's there's a lot mm-hmm. of and and obviously and if you for those who get this, if you want to bypass that altogether, you just go all the way, you goose the stab, and yep. it, it effectively bypasses it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what it it's 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 named stab, which is funny, but it's short for stability. And so, as I understand it, it's controlling the bias voltage to the germanium transistors that are inside it. And when it's all the way up, they're getting the full nine volts. And then anything less than that, it's it's not quite like a voltage starve, but it's it's in the same ballpark. Yeah, I, I I'm glad that you mentioned that because. It's it's not it's not like just really choking it as much as mm-hmm. almost like squishing it. Yeah, which is. But then I always try I to tell that's people a real that, thing. Uh, but that's kind of well, squ- yeah. you know. So like if you if you um uh if you if you had like a balloon full of air and you and you pulled the you you uh, pinched the top and you pulled it out to the sides and it's like Wee! yeah it's like yeah that, yeah you know yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, it's in the it's in the it's in the 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 book. It's in the diagnostic book, mm-hmm. the science. book. But then, if you uh, if you don't want to deal with any of that, I just I try to encourage people to just leave that control all the way up, and then it just functions like a cool yeah fuzz germanium fuzz face ish type thing. Yeah, sounds good, man. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's it is solid. Now. Uh, Let's before we get to this other one, I would do want to find out like so. Um, what you you were talking about some of your gear earlier? What are you playing right now with your uh, with that gear? Like what, what kind of what's your main guitar? Uh, I am a big Fender guy, uh, so my I only have two electrics. Uh, one's a uh, I don't remember what year, like mid two thousands uh, Korean Stratocaster. Uh huh. And it's got a nice, like, soft V neck to it, which are not quite as common, but uh, oh. that's become kind of my preferred neck shape. Um, I do like a soft V neck. And uh, then my other one is a, uh, a Jazz Master that I assembled myself from various sources. It's got um, the, the J Mascus Jazz Master neck on it, and I bought a raw body off of uh, a seller on eBay. I finished it myself, um, and then I, I bought like a little kit for the uh, 
the electronics and soldered that all in together. And then it's got a mastery bridge as well. Oh, cool. That's good. Um, and did, those are Did you go kind with the anodized uh, pickguard or? No. So I have a, I have, um, I do something fun with my pickguards where I get, um, they're, uh, they're clear acrylic. And then underneath them, I put a sheet of something like, uh, I think both the things that I have under my guitars right now are, uh, it's like a boutique wrapping paper <laughs> is the best way I can describe it. Okay. And then I line the back of it with the copper foil. And then I use one of those like really, uh, fine, like art knives to cut around it so that it sits under the pick guard and it's, it's, you know, it's a clear acrylic, so it's really durable. Yeah. Uh, and it, uh, it looks like a cool custom, cool custom pick guard. Nice. Super cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, Um, and, uh, you said you're going out of your Sims and we've, we've already discussed that stuff. Um, yeah. And what kind of, when you're playing your music, does you, does that line up with the pedals you're building or cause I actually, um, a lot of people that we get, they're like, I like this stuff, but I play this stuff and it's totally different, which always makes me scratch my head. I, I don't understand that, but go ahead. Yeah. Like not, not really. Um, I, uh, my like kind of solo music project leans more like funk jazz type stuff. Uh, the last band that I, I played in kind of pre pandemic was, uh, I was the guitar player for a like R and B pop type singer, um, which was a lot of fun. Uh, but and that's it was, where that's the Corey kind of Wong more, stuff comes in then I imagine. Yeah, 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 exactly. And that's, that's like, yeah, the Corey Wong Wolfpack, that's, that's a lot of the stuff that I really like to play. So um, thinking like there's not always room for a fuzz in that. So, uh, just in terms of like pedals that I would use, I wouldn't necessarily put even this, this fuzz that has been very popular. I wouldn't put that on my board necessarily. This new two screamer that I just did, uh-huh. I'm a big fan of that one. I would definitely put on my board and use for like solos and stuff. Um, but that's been that's been a bit of a learning experience. If I can use this to segue into this other pedal that I sent you, is uh, it's yeah, let's um, do it. I've been kind of marketing it as a Doomy preamp, and I know very little about Doom music. I do not play Doom music. I think the only Doom band that I could name would be Sun. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a bit of a, yeah, a learning experience this past summer trying to figure out how to market a pedal to a genre that I don't really have much experience in. And I got to do some kind of cool stuff in the process for that. Like I, uh, I think I mentioned in a message, uh, I tuned my jazz master down to like drop C standard. No. And then (laughs) used it as, yeah, it was, it was very, I did not have the right strings for it. So it's not something I would want to do often, but, um, then I used, uh, the melting sun is the pedal that we're talking about, uh, as a preamp into some impulse responses. And it got like a nice, huge, deep, low sound that I was a big fan of, but 
again, that's not really uh, that's not really the, the music that I am into. So it's not something I will probably have the opportunity to utilize again. Yeah. When I tried this one out, I, I, I didn't have any basses handy, so I was just playing guitar. And and I found, I mean, the, the bass response on this thing is just out of this mm-hmm. world. I mean, it's crazy good. And it, uh, you know, I found that you could get a somewhat buzzy bass kind of sound out of a regular guitar, you mm-hmm. know, just by playing the lower strings. And uh, I, I thought that was, I mean, that, that's, I mean, I, I was prepared because I read your little note on it and, uh, and you know, what to expect. And it just, uh, I mean, I, I was really impressed with, with how much bottom end there is in this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, I just want to touch on the Corey thing. I, I believe, I, I think I saw it on guitar.com, but he actually has a a new CD coming out called um, uh, Doom Gone Wong. <laughs> really? Yeah. It was, so Corey Wong's doing Doom, but it's just, it's, it isn't. It well, you know the name of his band. <laughs> The Wong notes. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's, I'm serious. That yeah. really is. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like mine better, Tony. Well. Um, oh, you made anyway. that up, did you? Yeah. Well, sometimes truth prevails. <laughs> uh, so let's see here. That's let's segue into this pedal. This it's actually a lovely. Uh, I, I this is another pedal. This is like was really different with these two amps totally different experiences yeah yeah i bet so what we've got here is and i'll let everybody fill that in their head but then i'm gonna say uh what we've got here is the melting sun and i'm assuming you're kind of it's a nod to sun with the two ends yeah, I originally, and it, it still says that on the PCB, but I didn't want to confuse people in the marketing, so I, I dropped the I dropped the one N just to call it the Melting Sun. You yeah. could you could have put three Ns on it. Ooh, mm. there's marketing. <laughs> so tell us about this pedal. What is it? What is it doing from your perspective? And then we'll weigh in on our experience, Jeff. Well, so, I already experienced it. I already, well, I it's already a, weighed in. They haven't. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a JFET based, uh, like using air quotes here, preamp. Uh, it does the kind of um, like JFETs instead of tubes type thing. Um, the original layout claimed that it was based off of the uh, Sun 200S bass amp, which, I mean, comparing schematics, I don't see the similarity personally. Um, but then I've, I've taken that original design and uh, I've tweaked it a bit. Not a bit. I've tweaked it a fair bit to get uh, it. It didn't have the gain circuit before, so I added that, ah. um, and then I changed some of the um, the JFETs as well. So the the results, the original one didn't have quite as much low end, um, but yeah, this has a substantial end. amount of low end to it. That's yeah. that's for sure. And so if I uh, I'll talk about the experience on the on the Marshall um, now. Granted, I was 
No, I did. I went through. I was trying to think if I went through the Captor X, but I didn't. I actually did go through the cabinet, and I didn't get the like an overwhelming uh, bass boom to it. When we put it through hmm. the the um, uh, the Supro, that that definitely because the Supro is a lot warmer. It has a it has a like a ra- a very round bass kind of response yeah. to it, and th- that was really pronounced. Also, I think what might have happened. Let me just check. Uh, yeah, that was in the bridge position. Billy was playing in the bridge position too, so uh, that was ah. super boomy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like just like it was sound like a bass. Um, yeah. What What I r- liked about this was I think I went uh, full gain. I pushed the mids quite a bit. I backed off the bass, hit treble at about noon. And the, I got some really rad overtones on the thing. I I, I liked it a lot, and um, it it felt. I think I told Tony that it felt like I was going through a tweed amp that was about to blow up. Mm-hmm. You did tell me that. Yeah, that's a good. Uh, that's a pretty good descriptor of it. I think, especially in terms of how the gain circuit functions, because it's basically just like more. JFETs, yeah, that you're slamming, yeah. Um, and you know, I think you mentioned that this is uh for bass players would like this too, yes, yeah. Well, I, I didn't want to like, I didn't want to specifically market it as a bass pedal, and I didn't want to specifically market it as a only a guitar pedal, but um, I have used it a lot with bass, and I think it sounds good. I think I mentioned in my note using it with a baritone, which oh, I have oh, not, I have not yeah. tried myself because mm-hmm. I don't own a baritone. But uh, I think if you're looking for something to add a bit more beef to your baritone sound without uh, necessarily trying out different amps and stuff, then I think uh, it would be a good option. I think that would be very smart, yeah. Yeah, because the baritone, even though it has the... It's got the lower frequencies, but it doesn't have the boom. No, they mm-hmm. always they always like a bass six or yeah any of the other berries. They 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 sound you know they have a lower register, but they're not the same as playing a J or a P. No, bass. no, 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 or a T forty or any other bass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyhow, so yeah, it's uh it is a unique pedal, and I think especially if you if you want to get a little bit of heavy without without um making it uh i guess blown out sound it well when i say blown out i mean the bass on it was a lower a much lower frequency it wasn't like um the high uh the the upper bass tones if for for lack Mm -hmm. of better terms so it didn't sound woofy it sounded more boomy which was kind of nice yeah um so these two pedals uh, can definitely make a whole lot of noise. And, you know, you, the new pedals that you're coming out with, I think you mentioned you were working on a new one. Uh, do you, can you reveal any of that? or? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'd be happy to. So <clears throat> um, one of my, like, kind of dream projects for as long as I have been doing my own pedal stuff has been I've wanted to do my own version of the Radio Shack Realistic Electronic Reverb, 
Oh, and, God. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm so happy that you know what that what that is. So I, th- I think I tried to build one like 100 years ago. If I bought the it's, kit and all uh, the parts and stuff, and it never sounded right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's this little like desktop thing that is originally it's actually for microphones, and it says it's a reverb, but it's actually a like 90 millisecond analog delay. Yep. Um, which it's like not quite fast enough or not quite enough delay time to make a nice like slapback and. You, what you get is this kind of like nasty, uh, in a good way, nasty, um, like spring reverb fake thing. Um, but because it's made for microphones, when you run a guitar or a synth through it, something at a higher signal level, it distorts in a really cool way. And it's just like, it, it all it is really is just an op amp with low headroom, but it's still a, a really cool sound. And so... I've been posting about this on on my Instagram for a little while. I've got this, I have my design that I made into just like an absolutely massive unruly PCB that I then assembled to make sure that it did in fact work. And it does. And I've got it at a nice, um, a nice feature set for what I like. So it's still going to be an analog delay. I've increased the delay time to about 250 milliseconds which is, I think, a really fun amount. I didn't want to go too far into just making it like a straight analog delay, if that makes sense. Um, Keeping it lower kind of retains the spirit of the original, having it be like something that adds space as opposed to being more of a straightforward delay. Uh, And then in addition to that, I've added an LFO to oh. it. Currently, I'm, that was the most recent revision is I am using a Stomp LFO chip, which I believe is the same one that uh, Champion Lecky uses in a bunch of their modulation pedals. Okay. So there's the like eight different waveforms in it, including random, which is a lot of fun. Uh, I'm keeping the sliders in the design. It's going to have a mix of like sliders and knobs. It's going to be able to oscillate. Um, yeah, I'm really, I'm really this excited about it. Awesome. I've been, cool. I've been working on the design, like with with a bunch of the other stuff that I've, I've been, because I've only been functioning as a company for less than a year now, it's been about nine months, uh-huh. and I've been working on this thing basically the entire time using all the other pedals that I have developed as learning experiences for just like how to design my own PCBs, how to uh, working with like uh, schematic software and stuff like that um, and prototyping and all that fun stuff. Uh, so I'm, I'm, this is, like I said, this is, this has been a project that I've, I've been, I've been wanting to do for a very long time. Well, and, you uh, have you have two people that are like glued to this conversation right now. Awesome. Oh, and uh, I mean, there's other I, ones too. I'm just saying. To, yeah. To, when, um, whoever's listening to this, hopefully the, uh, you're glued to it too. I'm just saying that t- <laughs> that Tony and I are are both very very interested in this at this point the, in time uh, right now because we're the only ones listening. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. The, the, and then the 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 fun thing also that is is gonna be 
in that I'm keeping from the original design is that gain circuit. So it's going to be able to do a clean analog delay, or it's going to be able to get really, really unpleasantly gritty. That's cool. Yeah. Well, so. you please, yeah, please keep us posted. On keep that. us posted. On yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Like we're kind of foaming at the mouth right now. <laughs> uh, now you mentioned you had been doing this for about a year. What what was the catalyst to make you say I'm going to dive into uh, this? And and knowing that you kind of just got to Winnipeg, so that's a bold move. Like yeah. calling your company the thing that you basically just moved to. Yeah, well, I mean, I had I'd lived there, lived here like two years by the time I, I settled on the name okay. of Winnipeg Electrical Company. Um, I think, uh, I don't want this to sound crass, but it really was just that I had something that I thought was worth selling. So like, that's not. Crass. I have been, I've been building, like I've been, I've been building my own pedals for going on like eight years now. And... For the longest time, it was just kind of a self-sustaining hobby, where I'd, I'd, you know, I'd build three of something and keep one for myself, sell the other two, or sure. uh, build a bunch, sell them, uh, and that would fund the next round of things that I wanted to try out. You know, because I, that was the the initial catalyst for me getting into doing that was I realized it was much cheaper to build my own pedals than to buy them. Um, the only difference is the 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 time and effort that goes into it. But um with this design, like I I did two initial fuzz factories with that design and I knew it was a cool idea, but I had no idea that like literally every Canadian musician would want one. Wow. Um so uh yeah, it's it was uh, and initially I wasn't, I wasn't even going to do like, I wasn't going to be an actual company. I was going to just like sell them locally or whatever. And every time I, I posted a batch, they would sell out really quickly. And so that's when I was like, okay, maybe I should actually do this as an actual something resembling a real company. And then it's just kind of been spitballing from there. Well, we're glad that you did that, man. Uh, because now we got another person making really cool stuff. Yeah. And that's yeah. what this whole thing's about. So it looks like um, you, you do a lot of custom art on your pedals. Can you tell us a little so bit about that process? So these pedals are customized, you said. <laughs> Is that... Yeah. These are custom yeah, yeah. pedals? Yeah, so I'm, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm screen printing them myself, ah. uh, which is not i think the standard for a lot of uh, pedal companies i think most that's a big undertaking yeah i mean it is but it is that's like i mean not to say i don't love designing the circuits and and all of that but um i like the the act of making art that way is something that i also really love so being able to merge those two interests in this way yeah. is uh, is a lot of fun. And, um, and ink smells so good, dude. <laughs> it does. Um, I, I love that smell. <laughs> and I just, I like, I like the ability to make these things myself. So like I, not only do I screen print the pedal enclosures, I screen print the boxes 
that they come in. I screen print the bags. Uh, for the the delay that I mentioned before, I'm considering also screen printing the manuals for that and trying to make them oh, wow. like more artistic. It's not going to be as high quality in terms of the like resolution at which I can print compared to uh, what you'd get from a commercial UV printer. But um, there is, I think, a certain charm in the, the handmadeness that I bring to these. And like I said, I get a lot of enjoyment out of it and uh, people seem to be responding to it. So, yeah. Well, and it's cool that you're sharing your process and stuff. Too. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, when you, I, I think you've, you've shared out uh, a handful of those on your Instagram. So there's another good reason. Go see what he's up to when he's making yeah. these things. Oh, yeah. It's kind of cool. It's um, uh, it is it is a fair amount of work. And before I started doing this, I was doing like all of that work and then printing one pedal. Wow. Oh boy, <laughs> it was very inefficient, but still a lot of fun because I got to really dig into some some fun designs that I did that I'm hopefully going to utilize in the future. And are you going to be doing uh any other like um like uh shirts and stuff? Uh yeah, I would like to. Uh just because it's it's kind of easier for me to do that myself. Um some kind of I got I got to finalize a shirt design. I was considering printing my own stickers as well. Um, I've really like, like I, I've, I've utilized this thing that I do in a lot of walks of life. One of my other projects uh, for my like solo music project is I, uh, I screen printed my own cassette tape inserts uh-huh. for uh, um, like uh, two EPs that I had released. I bounced them to uh, to cassette and then screen printed that and screen printed the sticker labels that go on the actual tape as well. Um, so yeah, doing some kind of some kind of merch that's also handmade is it's definitely on the list. Cool man. Yeah. All uh, right. Well, uh, this is all very exciting, and I think you've given us a couple things to be excited about as well beyond what we currently have. In front of us, um, and you can go to the website and get the homework. These are called the homework series, by the way. The, uh, yes. the ones with from the uh, uh, the the map of Canada thing on it, and um, there you can go get the homework series as well as the uh, or, sorry the the fuzz that we talked about, which is in pink, and then the uh, the homework series overdrive, which is essentially the uh, you know your version of a tube screamer. Uh, mm-hmm. That's up on your site. And yeah, you you currently have the homework series distortion and metal on there, but not quite activated yet. No, no, no. I just wanted those up there as kind of a preview. Cool to uh, to keep people interested. Um, they are, like I said, they're uh, they are in the works. Okay. So I don't want to like I don't have an actual product to sell yet. Uh, and I will say too, um, we talked a lot about the melting sun. And there's a part for it that is kind of hard to get at the moment. Uh-huh. So I'm not offering those for sale yet. That is going to change. I definitely want to do more of them uh, later this year. Awesome. That sounds so. really cool, man. 
Well, we are going to segue. We're going to hop into that. Well, it is a segue. And in that segue, we're going to jump in the old El Camino. We're going to drive right through Nashville. Look at it. The old cam chap is a knocking. It's wow. a knocking. It's a knocking. <laughs> you better add some oil. <laughs> yep. Boy, oh boy. Need to need some nitrous in the uh, in the old uh, uh, tank there. So, um, Tony. Yes. Why don't we run away with the spoon here? What are we doing right now? Would you rather? <laughs> All right. That's right. That's, that's that's pretty good. It's a little game we play. Yes. Called Would You Rather. Uh huh. Ah. I never realized it was a game before, but... It is a game. We got it. It's all a game. So this Would You Rather is brought to us by a listener, Terry Goss, who writes and says, Hiya! I had a a fun Would You Rather, and I'm not yet a Patreon patron, if that's okay. It is okay. Of course it's okay. It's totally okay. Yes. So the Would You Rather is... Would you rather be forced to play strictly rhythm guitar on a world tour with only a floating Floyd Rose-equipped guitar, or play strictly lead guitar with a vintage Les Paul Jr. single P90 with heavy strings. That is tricky. That's a tough one. That's a tough one, I think. I think that's a tough one. Yeah. It is kind of tough. All right. Um, hmm. So, floating Floyd Rose tremolo. Yes. Only playing rhythm. Only playing rhythm. Only rhythm. So, the problems there. Many. Many. Uh, the problems on the other one with the, uh, what is the Les Paul Jr.? Les Paul Jr. with heavy with, strings. With a single P90 and heavy strings. Which couldn't be. Heavy. Hard to do. It could, well, it it, it, could, it could hurt your fingers. It could hurt your fingers, and it may not sound as awesome. Mm, I don't know about that. Well, it depends. Yeah, depends how good you are at soloing. Yeah. <laughs> For me, that would be... Well, anyways. We like uh, when you play solo, we can't hear you. <laughs> yes. Let's let's uh, dive deep into this. Uh, so, Tony, yes. what are you doing? Uh, without a doubt, I'm going to do the solos on a Les Paul Jr., Les Paul Juniors are my favorite guitars. Uh-huh. They play like butter no matter what strings you put on them. And, you know, I cut my teeth on acoustic guitars. Yeah. So I'm used to torturing my fingers. Um, a Floyd Rose put it in my hands. I won't be able to keep in tune worth a, worth a poo because there's something. Uh, Trems and I just don't get along together. Okay. So I'm going to play leads on a Les Paul Junior. And it will sound outstanding. All right. Sounds good. Billy? I, uh, with no doubt, am going to take the guitar with the tremolo and play rhythm all night long. Billy loves tremolo. I once saw a band. Even a Floyd Rose tremolo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course they're awesome. They're awesome. I once saw a band... (laughs) play and they were playing a variety of stuff um and the guitar player i i thought he was like using all kinds of cool pedals up there turns out he didn't have a single pedal he was using his wah he knew just how to do all was kinds it Jeff of back i don't know <laughs> man but it, I, this was like uh this is a real eye opener for me you know that basically all the effects 
even though it, it, you know you got all this fancy electronics, or whatever. But you can you can. It's basically just imitating what you might be able to do with a tremolo if you're really adept. And he he was using the tremolo and the, the volume knob and the toe knob and rolling stuff, and hmm. so he could do he could do his own kind of waz using yeah. the tones. He could he could bend bend you know do all kinds of like uh, tremolos and and, and this was in reverb a, this effects. Was a, this was a polka, just using polka band. A, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind. Of, it was. It was a sort of a ska band. Oh, and the guy was playing all kinds of stuff. Okay. So basically, yeah, basically a polka band. Yeah, but you know, so. just different beat, different beat, yeah, same yeah. beat. Yeah. All Pretty right. Louder guitars. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, let's yeah. see, Jeff. How about yourself? Um, I mean, I'm I'm leaning towards the the rhythm playing on the Floyd Rose. Uh. I don't, I've never really played on a Floyd Rose outside of like plinking around at Long and McQuaid. Um, so I don't know if I, I fully grasp what the difficulty would be, but uh, I will say inversely, you probably don't want to hire me as a lead player. And I'm also like, I'm, I'm not a big fan of Les Pauls. I'm not a big fan of heavy strings. I'm not a big fan of P90s. Mm. So... All right. Well, that was nice having you on the show. Yeah, Goodbye. yeah. Uh, see you never. <laughs> uh, Todd right. Lee. Well, I gotta admit, I, I'm I'm with Billy and Jeff on this one. Um, first of all, yeah, I'm not a great solo artist. Well, in this case, you are. Okay. Well, in either, this case, I am. You're either <laughs> the best solo guitar player or the best rhythm guitar player. Playing on oh. instruments. Well, they didn't, we didn't say that. Okay, well, I'm, I'm giving you that. You're I'm throwing me... you that bone. Ooh. Oh, you get magic, My answer's magic, still the same. Magic dust thrown in there. Okay. okay. Uh, that complicates things because uh, when I do solo stuff, I tend to do a lot of bendy stuff. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know why, but I just feel like I kind of tend to do that. Mm-hmm. Which seems like that would be a real pain in the butt with heavy strings. Nah. <laughs> Tony says nah. Uh, anyways, I I was leaning towards the Floyd and staying with rhythm. But if I'm getting magic genie dust and all magic of a sudden I can dust. I can rock out a solo, I'm gonna go with the solos because I don't I'm not fantastic with that. I'm I'm doing the uh, I'm doing the junior junior. All right. Ah. And I, juniors are really freaking great. So, uh, yeah. would uh, anyone yeah. else like to change their answer since I threw in the magic dust? No, no. I'm sticking with my answer. You're okay, sticking? there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeff. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with that. All right, sold, done deal, two and two. All right, how about that? Good one, good one. Yeah, Split. that was so. Th thank good you. One. I saw a video clip of the Hollies doing that song, uh, "The Air That I Breathe." Oh yeah, and the guitar player was playing all the lead on a on a junior, with uh, yeah, that was he had two uh, P nineties and he had two P nineties in it. What's his name? Um, oh my god, yeah, but, I yeah, don't know, but I, but I don't think that's it. It was white. It was white. It had a black <laughs> yes. guard on it. Yes, so cool. Was, so anyhow, and this had to be like mid seventies. I was just like, oh, what, so thanks Terry for thanks for Terry Gosford for sending that to us. We need to thank you. And if you people. get a chance, head over to Patreon.com. Yeah, let's do that after this part. <laughs> Is this where you get your name read on the thing? 
You it know? is. It is that. It is. Part did of I say show. that line you at the right it. time? You did. You did. Oh my God. Yay, Billy! <laughs> <laughs> That's hey, right, Billy. Okay. Because at this point of the show, there's a very special group of people we love to thank. These are our executive producers. Now, what's an executive producer? Well, it's a person that makes this show possible. How do you become one? You go over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Check out a couple different levels in which you can participate, become a sponsor, a patron of this very podcast. Each level comes with some very, very nice thank you gifts. But as an executive producer, you get all the good stuff. And there's one more thing. What is it, Billy? You get your name read on the thing. Your name read on the thing. So that's what we're going to do right now. So special thanks to these executive producers, Moon Guitars, Vader and Pedals, John Halverson, Rick Calhoun, Trevor Gunberg, Elad Mizrahi, Mike D, Richard Kendall, Mark Garten, Matt Hart, James White, Justin Jones, Anthony Gemalero, Bill Gola Guitars, John Esterly, Anthony Lathrop, Stefan Lamb. Michael Senchuk, Ken Sayers, Doug Christ, Darren Gregory, Tom Barazin, Rusty Sneeden, Ralph Gottschalk, Don Kloss, Gregory Randall, Brett Hogarth, Eric Hammer, Stuart George, Michael Furman, Andrew DeHaan, and Andrew Bell. Yes. But wait, Todd. Please don't interrupt. I won't. Thank you. Because there's a special. (laughs) I knew you were going to do that. There's a special, special group of executive producers. These are our grand poobas. These fine folks have a fez to wear upon their head. Or three like Billy. Or three like Billy is wearing right now. So there you go. Very nice. Three amigos. That's, That's a very good look for you. Yeah. I like that. So special, special, special thanks to these grand poobas. Tommy Manasco, Ricardo Igreda, David Kaminga, Brandon Wound Pickups, Hex Matos, Michio Murakishi, Bob Crouch, Jack Cadian, Sam Jett, Tyler Rines, LSJ Music Company, John Williams, James Pennington, Adam Johnson, Steve Keys, Cody Foster, Science of Sound, Brian Robison, Jonathan Jerusik, Corey Nigro, Michael Van Zant, Tim Nowak, Jonathan Daly, Martin Cliff, Sean S. David Poe, Billy Spitfire Unlimited, and Congregation Gear Demos. Thank you, thank you, and thank you. Oh, All right. Nice. Yeah, seriously. Thank wow. you so much the list to everyone. Is growing. Yeah. It's it's remarkable and uh it does everything possible to keep the show rolling. And, and it's my favorite appreciate it. my favorite segment of the show. It, it absolutely is. Um now Jeff, why don't you uh reacquaint everybody with where they can go get your pedals? You can find so my website is uh, winnipegelectricalco.ca. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Uh, I'm at Winnipeg Electrical Co. I guess there's no ads on Facebook, but if you just search Winnipeg Electrical Co. on Facebook, 
I should come up. Um, yeah. Perfect. 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 And uh, be on the lookout for those new pedals that uh, he'll be working on. Um, for now, you can get the ones that uh, you have. And just collect the whole series. That's, yeah. that's, all, that's also the fun thing about Buy doing a series. Buy them all. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Tony Baloney, yes. where can people get some sweet PickGuard action? Just head over to PickGuardian.com. Check out a couple things that I have. Well, I have a lot of things that I offer. You do online. have a lot of things. But a lot of what I do is custom work. So shoot me an email. Let me know what you're trying to do, what you're thinking of, and I will make that happen. PickGuardian.com. There you go. Billy? You can find me on Facebook. At Billy Spitfire Unlimited. Also on Instagram at Billy Spitfire. And also with the band Mathematics from Columbus, Ohio, which is available anywhere like iTunes, Spotify, blah, 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 blah. Yep. Blah, blah, blah. Check them out. Do yep. it. Do it. You... All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You can shoot me an email, Todd at theguitarnobs.com. You can also DM me on Instagram at guitarnobs. Please send us your thoughts, your hopes, your dreams, um, and we, we would love to get your... Um, would you rather? Would you rather's. So um, go to flinteffects.com to get your stomper for your uh, various multi-effects units, specifically if you have the, uh, if you have the Line 6 HX Stomp um, or the Hot Tone Ampero 2 or Eventide H90. Go to Flint Effects. Yes. Get one. How's Protect that spelled? your knobs. How's it spelled? F L I N T E F F E C T S dot com. Nice. I think I did it right. And check out the Villantinos on Spotify and everywhere else you listen. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We hope you enjoyed the show. Have a great guitar week and subscribe! Yeah. <laughs> Can you get your name? The name? Oh my god! Yikes! <laughs> <laughs> me, me, Billy. me! Is this where you get your name read on the thing? No. no. Oh, the oh thing. there you are. Because <laughs> it's like it's like when you're a kid and you're walking on a roof. You're like, I'm not supposed to be up here. This is fantastic. Yeah. Wow, my brain is way more scrambled than I thought. Okay. Oh my god. Lay off the sarsaparilla, Todd. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Minus 40 or something like that. Which would be zero f for us, right? No. <laughs> I'm doing math. <laughs> Part immediately. Of metal and screws. So, what's going on in your music world yeah, this tell week, us, Todd? You boneheads. <laughs> All right. And, 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 <laughs> yeah. Resort for with Billy, you gonna stay with us? Wow, <laughs> like you were spinning many come oh, out. Uh oh, mouth. I know. Why did you invite me to be on this show? Anyway, it's like just speak, speaking is not my first language. Uh, speaking is not my first language. One singular sensation. Potentially Tuesday if I'm backed up with work or something. Uh, you should eat more fiber at work. That was clever, Tony. Good advice. That was clever. That's, that's his one off. <laughs> Everything else is garbage. It's bad. For the rest of the, the rest night. Of the night will be bad. He blew it already. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs>
Do we do we have like a a EpiPen or anything in case we start losing them again? Or <laughs> uh, Winnipeg has uh, like a really fantastic restaurant. See, I haven't memorized all of Jared's lines yet. He's only got two. So he's only got two. Uh, your singing career is in the uh, crap. Okay. But when he's on, I'm not allowed to say that. Uh, how's the weather out there, bud? It's real cold. That that we're do, we're good we're good we're we got it we, we got it I don't know if we're good but uh, <laughs> good. we that's insulting we, we done it we done it all right uh, but you just wait when you hear this Todd will work his magic oh, it's gonna be it's like it's like I am excited it's like hot buttered velvet okay good no Excellent. lag oh baby there we go and away we go well that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Visit our website at theguitarnobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at guitar knobs. Catch you next time.